No, nah, it's the Wizards versus the uh, the uh, what are their names? The uh, Clippers. Mm. All right, here we go. Again, sorry, sir. Can you hear it? I can hear it, but it sounds like it's coming from your computer. This some old UGK? Yes, sir. Going to Texas because I'm not really going to Texas. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's Bun B. <laughs> Some of us are in Texas though, right now. Hey, shout out Bun B. Responsible oh, gun owners. Hold down the house. That's what I'm true. Shot the intruder. What's the irony of someone going to Texas right after they listed the uh, mass mandate and opened it up 100%? I think I think people are going down there now. I think people are gonna. They, Texas had to do that because I might only get started. I'm, I'll wait. I'll wait till it starts. They had to do that, you know. I ain't never go to Texas. Somebody, somebody, they ironically asked me if, if I want to talk to somebody about a job in Texas. I emailed them back, but I'm thinking, hell no. Everything, everything <laughs> bigger right in Texas, now. though, man. Ain't no state income tax. But don't they tax everything else? Yeah, I heard everything else. Yeah, it balances crazy. out, right? But uh, welcome to yeah. the Council on the Clutch, episode number, what we on, 94? I'm your boy, Cal. Today, we're joined by SP. In the building. What it do? Nicholas Sapp. It's good. And we got a returning guest, Steph Travers. What's happening, y'all? All right, so first topic here, uh, as you heard us talking about it through the intro, with the intro, uh, kind of binding it all together, Texas. Uh, Texas and Mississippi is open up, I was about to say the borders, um, but they will not do that. They open up the, <laughs> they uh, getting rid of the uh, the mass mandate and they're opening up everything 100% capacity. Um, yeah, it's crazy out here. I'm going to let y'all talk. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I mean... It's, it is really crazy, though, because that governor, I mean, I think this low-key could be one of those ploys to, you know, get people distracted on what was really important, which is the electricity situation with the <laughs> the intentional outages and, you know, the yes. fact that. Yeah, they got they got the uh, they got the competitive market out there for the utilities. So, you know. The, the the prices was going it was skyrocketing and oh no everything's go open go go outside don't, don't wear that mask get out there <laughs> Give me a <laughs> it's starting no to warm rest. up too <laughs> hey just turn just, just turn your house off just turn all the power off to your house and just go 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 to the beach or just, just, just go to the bar for a couple hours you know it'll balance out it'll work out i forgot who told me this statistic but it's like uh i want to say it was a real high percentage or a real uh, short amount of time that people basically uh, pay attention to a piece of news. Mm-hmm. I think it's like five days. Something goes viral in five days, pretty much. News that recycles. That sounds like a long time. A news cycle. Yeah. New, I think I, yeah, it might be shorter now, too. That's to that point. I always heard yeah. them talking about the uh, 48 hour news cycle. 48 hours? That's okay. what I always heard them talking about on the news. Like, oh, the 48 hour news cycle. Like something big happens and then kind of just fades away. But the big things that have been happening now have been pretty prominent. So you got to keep talking about it. Um, besides the Texas thing, because that was like a more 
a specific regional thing. It didn't mm-hmm. affect most of the country, so it's kind of like, oh, okay. But like, this would have been like a whole area, like the whole southeast or something like that, or whole west coast. They would have been talking about it way longer than what they were. Oh yeah, facts. It I mean, I think we, we for a while. We kind of expected this from Texas, though, right? Like we, we, it's not surprised that Texas is open. You know, I don't think anybody's surprised that Texas is like, hey, you know, we're gonna open up. You know, hundred percent no mask. They were itching not. They were itching not to get together the situation. But it's just like they. I think I think it was. I think strategic. First of all, Texas got hurt by that. By, by hurt by the uh, the um the snowstorm. They're financially a bad spot. That's the first thing. Let's open back up. Let's let's get revenue to that needs to be need to be revenue. That need revenue to be there. But like, I think it's going to be smart. Like for um like political wise, for hey look, we're the first day that opened up. You know, to that push of saying, hey, look, we opened up no mask mandate to support their people, right? The people that support the kind of, you know, conservative Republican, you know, uh, uh, agenda, they're going to say, you know, Rubio and them boys down there cruising and say, hey, look, we opened up Texas. We're the first ones to open up, fully open up. You know, until the numbers come out. He said what? Until the numbers come out. <laughs> yeah, and the numbers. But I mean, they, they, I don't think they even care about the numbers. I think they, I think, I think they, I think they, they get on the hill and they say, hey, look, you know, the numbers, we're going to do this. They don't care. I mean, right now, the country's ready to open up. Joe Biden said that in in, in the May, they're going to have enough to uh, to, uh, to vaccine everybody, vaccine for everybody, right? And so I'm just like, once everyone hears that, starts getting warm outside, the psyche of America is just going to be like, you know what, let's just open back up. Let's just wing it. Herd you know vaccination. Right, right, yeah. I'm personally so, waiting for herd immunity, but we'll get to that later. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's tough because here's the thing, right? I don't get the flu shot, right? I've never gotten the flu shot, like to my knowledge. Right? Um, flu either. With, with the vaccine, I probably will have to get the vaccine, which I you know I necessarily necessarily don't have. A, you know, if, if I have to get it, I'll get it. You know, I don't have. I don't really care. You know, to get it or not get it. Um, but the thing is, there are people who like say, you know what? Hey, I'm not getting that vaccine, but they're putting all kinds of stuff in their body. Yeah. You know what I mean? All types of stuff. Right. You're, you're smoking hookah every night, but you don't want a vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, you sharing hookah is that. Sharing it right. right. So, Speaking I mean, of hookah, it's, it's, I always thought when men smoke hookah, it looks very. Soft. Nah, I, can't, I can't. Yeah, I can't say the word I want to say because we might get jumped off the air. It looks like uh, fellatio on the phallus. Huh? Just how they hold it. They just be like this. When men smoke hookah, they do this. <laughs> oh. Their hand is bent like this, and they're puffing and pulling. It looks very. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> damn. Yeah, smoke, smoke, smoke. I mean, smoke. Yeah, I mean, it's like you put all the stuff in your body. Don't get the vaccine. I mean, if, if if you're at that point in your life, just wing it. Get the vaccine. What's the worst that can happen? Right? If your body built up immunity to that, to stuff you put in your body, you know, might as just wing it and get it. But yeah, going back to Texas, I think they had they had to open back up after what happened, and they just said guns blazing. Let's open back up. Yeah, mind you, they mind you. I, I feel what you're saying. I'm sure they had to open up to distract from the, the terrible governing that's happening in Texas. They just said, right, you know yeah. what, we're gonna make it the wild, wild west for real. So, <laughs> you know, if you want to do something, you can do it. Right. Go to Texas. You know right. what I'm saying? At your own risk. This is your. Uh, this is the the freedom state, quote unquote. Um, and then you know, I heard like people talking about uh, grandparents not wanting to. Sacrifice the future of their children. I'm just like, wow. 
what what are we saying here? You know, people saying they or or like I just hear thoughts. I don't know exactly who's quoted by saying this, talking about uh, people willing to die for the economy. They were saying that like months and year, a year ago, and now they're that's resurfacing. The governor the came out and said, "Hey, again, the governor said, crazy, hey, man. this small amount of people, hey. people say anything." Yeah, but even the got- governor, even that one mayor. I don't know if y'all heard this man said that. You know. Fend for yourself. You ain't, ain't no, don't nobody owe you nothing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what, what, are, what are they running down there in Texas? It, it really must be like you have no neighbors, you have your guns, no police, no fire department. You just live your life how you want to. Right. I am not going to Texas. Hey, I'm gonna uh, try to reach out to our field correspondent who's currently in uh, Texas right now. Field <laughs> uh, correspondent. Uh, what podcast you know with a field correspondent? Live down in the Lone Star State. <laughs> he's probably not going to pick up. He's probably on the golf course. No, it's dark. So, uh, if he texts his back, he's fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were trying to get Roy Nixon there, who was in Texas braving the storm of coronavirus. He's sure not living his best life. He probably is. That's why he's answering. But, uh,. <laughs> About to text him, um, but yeah, anything else about Texas and uh, Mississippi is also not out of this. Um, Mississippi is basically uh, wilding for respect too. Yeah, I mean it's 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 Mississippi and it's it's Texas. Like that's that's kind of all you need to know. I'm surprised. I'll be surprised if Alabama um, and Louisiana don't follow their their suit soon. I mean, I I, I mean it, it. Yeah, I mean. It, we, I, I'm not surprised that that that, that it happened. Um, I think I do think it was a bit, you know, just random. But he he just like he said, it's just a wild wild west, man. Wild, for wild southwest. I, you know? I do have I do have a question for you guys. So um, I'm a I'm a East Coaster. I, I I feel like real strong in that, especially being out here in dirty South slave country for so many years. Memphis. So Memphis, man. But when it comes to uh, like living in Texas or places that advertise themselves as like, you can do what you want to do. No government oversight, quote unquote, low taxes for what it's worth. You know, especially if you have a higher income bracket, does does that attract y'all to like Texas or any place that advertises itself in that way? Because nope. I know for me, I'm personally a city man. I want to be in DC. I want to be in a place that has public services. I want parks. I want neighbors. I want community. It don't seem like that's that in, in places like Texas. It seems like it's kind of the anti of that. So what, what, what do y'all think on that? Do y'all want that for a place to live, maybe long term or something? Texas overall, I would say no. But I've been to Austin before. I like that. It's more of a modern city style, progressive. Not I, When I went there, I swear the only black people I saw were the black people that I was with. But overall, yeah. and, I went, and the crazy thing about it was there the week in the South by Southwest too. Um, wow. But... It, I feel like Austin, just based off kind of how they're structured and everything, that will be a place in Texas, but um, probably wouldn't be like a, I don't know, wherever uh, Friday Night Lights was filmed. I don't think I would be like out in the country and things like that. I'm fine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was about to say Perman. It'd be all wrong. Well, I but, think you might be right. I think it was Perman. So Perman, right. Perman. Yeah, I knew it's all repeat. I ain't going to say it wrong, though. Wait, so I went. I went to Austin... I went to Austin two years ago uh, for work, and it, it was part of the I, I, as a place that I want to go back. 
<laughs> I, I, it's like well he, here's the thing because i'm i'm used to i'm used to dc now I, I do feel like austin is um up and coming more so dallas fort worth um houston you're getting more of a true city vibe when you know being in dc going to austin you kind of get like that that country feel in the city so i i do like that there's beautiful architecture but i'm, I'm like you i I went to, like, I live, you know, I live in the D.C. area. I grew up in the D.C. area my whole life around the Beltway. Um, Alexandria, you know, PG, uh, Calvert County, Montgomery County, Fairfax County. I live in you Lattin was in County. Calvert County? I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. Calvert <laughs> County. Wow. <laughs> I, live in, I mean, I, right, currently right now I live in Ashburn, Virginia, um, which 70% of the world's Internet comes through uh, Ashburn. And it, it's, it's like it's a great place to live in. It's the wealthiest county in America, but y'all had the first yeah. Apple store, man. Yeah, that's how first <laughs> Apple store is out there. Yeah. No, it's, but but here's the thing: like when I when I like when you live here, it's so easy to get self-consumed in a lifestyle where you only care about yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Have everything they want, they live the way they want. You know, they they have everything, and it's so easy to just kind of think, "I'm going to take care of my family. I'm going to be okay." Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm privileged, and my father still has a barber shop out in PG County. He's you know he still and does real estate out there. My, I work at College Park. My mother does work out there in, in DC and in uh, uh, PG County for you know for black kids. So I feel like it's so easy to live out outside of an area where you don't really see black people, and then forget that there's black people truly struggling. And you know, for me, every other day, every day, I'm 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 seeing what's happening in the city where you see. You'll see a senator walk by someone who's homeless on the street, you know, and and there's they don't bat eye. There's no thought about it. Or you know, you drive, you you see them build a casino in a and near a black area, employed by black people, then build motels next to it. So I do like Dallas doesn't seem attractive to me because I do feel like that. Unless I'm in like a larger city, you know, I, I do feel like that. Um, I, I can lose the sense of of my purpose as far as giving back to the black community and doing service to the black community. Um, not saying you can't do that in an area like that. So yes, the East coast does seem, you know, New York, DC, even Chicago. I, I you know, I lived there. It was an old block out there, you know, <laughs> you know, she came by my, you know, so I, so I, 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 I can't I see you in old block. There, city, the so. <laughs> I can't see you in old block, man. But no, um, yeah, for me, Seth t definitely took this more of a, on a deeper level than, uh, yeah, my bad, dog. <laughs> no, 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 because I was just thinking about the city. <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna hold you. I missed the question. <laughs> Sam, Sam, oh, so you see yourself? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, 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 I was just asking. Like, does a state like Texas, where they advertise low taxes, freedom, guns, and everything's bigger than everywhere else? You know, does that is that attractive to you as actual place to live? And, and uproot to, or at least have a place to, to come to or something? No, I mean, I mean, Virginia has really good taxes. I mean, we have good taxes out here. When it comes Even to- Even where y'all at? Sheesh, I thought y'all was the I ain't gonna hold you for me. I mean, y'all was the highest uh, yes. tax area. But, but that's but, just, but, but, that's because but, of the lifestyle I like to live. Because I'd rather, I, I, I would, I like, I like to live in that rural environment where you've got about two, three acres to yourself doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Then you can drive about 15 minutes, 20 minutes to get into the city. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I live now, right? So it's you know it's it's hopping and skipping the city. Um, I mean, it, it is nice because it's tough living in the city. And then you know, like 
that this area you see your taxes go to work. I don't have to worry about potholes in the road. I left the house, you know, holding my loads where I live. I left the house for four hours today with the door open, and it was the same when I came back. I leave Damn. my car open all night. You know, we don't have to worry about crime. You know, um, you live in the old crazy. school neighborhood. It's not like my dad growing up. <laughs> I mean, it, well, it's yeah. it's it's you know, we can we're we're, we're too. We're, I can only walk to the grocery store. I can walk to a restaurant. Um, I have privacy. You know, it's it's you have this 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 safe mindset where. You know, you can have your, you can raise your family, take care of your family, but 30 minutes, you know, let's say you're in DC, you know what I'm saying? 34 minutes, you're in DC. You can get that city vibes, kind of like you were saying, you know, you can get that, you know, and I do like that. I couldn't live in this, I couldn't live in this city though, because there's too many distractions. Yeah, I don't think I could live in this Hey, city. Seth, you married? I am. I got married. I got, I got a, I got a one and a half year old and, and, and a daughter on the way. Okay. Congratulations, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I was just gonna say your your DMs might be full after this show. If not, I'm moving away from Instagram. I, I I spend like two hours creating like a legit video or a post, right? And yeah. I put it up. I get like 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 34 likes, right? <laughs> like I get like I get high school kids. You know, uh -huh. hey, what what type of camera do you use? Like so that all my DMs are pretty much filled like kids trying to you know high school kids <laughs> and college kids trying to trying to work uh, photography and trying to get your quality in, man. Right? Yeah. Yes, and, and, I, and knowing Sterling, the wife, Sterling, she's not going to have that. So Sterling, I ain't I ain't, I ain't take you for a country man, dog. Yeah, me either. What you mean? What you, got that you see where I've been, there, man? I love I love hey, where Miami I was at, bro. That's the thing. Word. I loved where I was at, but the, the issue was obviously. Instead of, you know, where I live in Raleigh now, you can move to a place like Garner, which has a similar vibe to where I was at in Laurel Hill. But yeah. biggest difference is I'm driving, for one, I'm driving 20 minutes to get to downtown Raleigh, which is the capital of North Carolina. So, you know what I'm saying? You have that. As opposed to when I was living in Laurel Hill, I'm driving 40, 40 45 minutes to get to my Best Buy, to my TJ Maxx. <laughs> You know, little little different vibe. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, that's why you know that's kind of that's kind of one of my things. You know, I don't, I'm not sure if my girl is gonna go along with those plans. But eventually, <laughs> at some point, probably not right now. <laughs> I would enjoy to have a property, you know, in a in a more rural environment where I can, you know, kind of live off the land. I love to grow. I kind of got a green thumb, so. Had some uh had some green peppers. We had red tomatoes. Um, my mom had corn, uh, cabbage. So you know, had a pig on the farm. Chickens. She used to have her own fresh eggs. I mean, I like that type of. Oh, stuff. you talking about you talking about Williamsburg? No. Uh, <laughs> talking about when I was living in Lower Hill. When I was back. When I was uh, down in North Carolina. Okay, okay. See me. I need amenities, man. I I need good internet. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I'm gonna pause. We're gonna pause right there because Cal Low Key was shaving me with that internet. Oh, no, no, no. Nah, <laughs> man, that's crazy. I was legit talking about, like, for me, like, for me, like, I can live most places. I don't do too much, right? I would prefer to be able to have my own area, my own backyard. I would love, I'd love to cut grass. I would love a big backyard, right? Yeah. But um, I could pull off something, let's say, I don't know, like a Surrey type area, but if they had files, <laughs> like I just need good. I just need the good amenities. I need fast internet. You know, I need 
good TV. I don't want it to rain and everything goes out. Hold on. I have a phone call right now for our on-field correspondent. Hey, uh, this is Calvin uh, from Council of the Clutch. Uh, we're here with Sterling and uh, Sap and Seth and Roy, our field correspondent. Um, how is it in Texas right now, man? <laughs> All right, you sound a little uh sound a little inebriated, so are you good? All right, man, you got your <laughs> you got your seatbelt on now. You don't got your mask on though. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't got no mask. The mandate is over. It's done. It's dead. No, oh, okay, okay. Oh, so he just had some Mexican for the folks that don't know the inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't want nothing, man. We were just trying to see how it was in Texas right now. Oh, I see, you know, people, people, as you see, people are already adapting to the no mask mandate. Yeah. Our correspondent. <laughs> no, he got. No, that don't fit your face, dog. I know mine. Yeah, kid mask on. Yeah, it looked like it. when he held it up in his hand, it looked like a toddler mask. It was not, I folded it when I got in the car. This is, we got the video. I ain't got no beard now, so the, the mask actually go on my chin. Well, you don't need it anyway. You don't need it. <laughs> he brought that mask just in case somebody, somebody, yeah, somebody tried to be on one. <laughs> like, hold up. I didn't think we had, I didn't think we had oh, to wear it. Oh, I got you. Oh, I ain't even hear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's gonna be the show then. What you mean? He's, he's not having a good time right now. Somebody gonna oh, slow man. it. Oh man, I guess I gotta listen back to it. What? Twenty one minutes. All right, cool. Oh man, man. Texas changed him. <laughs> All right, man. Oh man. As y'all saw from our uh, field correspondent, we had boots on ground. People are right now. quickly adjusting. Yes. I know this is all topic, but did you guys hear about Skip Bayless? No. He got so COVID. ESPN, I think, I guess a couple months ago, offered him to come back mm. to reunite with ESPN. He took the deal. He declined, he declined and he, he got back with, he's staying with Fox for a four year, $32 million contract. It's so he, they, they did the analysis. He, so he'll be making $8 million a year. He'll be making, more he only oh, there's only seven running backs in the NFL that are making more than Skip. <laughs> so so hey. if you if you it, it's crazy it's crazy you know to think that first Max Kellerman's gonna be gone. I I don't like Stephen A. Smith, but Max Kellerman he he's gotta be gone after that. But um, I'm sure you guys heard Shannon Starr's podcast where when Skip came to Undisputed, Skip said he wanted Shannon Sharp. Yeah. So and that's the that, same I mean, thing that, that happens uh, for uh, Stephen A. Skip say he wanted Stephen A. Yeah, so oh. it's like it, I mean I, I, that's interesting, but yeah, I knew I, I knew didn't that. I say that in one of the past episodes that Skip Bayless's contract was up. Uh, I think you mentioned up. it, and we yeah, said he was going I saw that. Uh, well, yeah, that we definitely don't know what episode. We was like, he ain't going nowhere. Possible. He ain't going nowhere. But yeah, yeah he, I figured. I figured he's, he's, he's being lazy. He walked like crazy too. So yeah, so I mean it. It I feel like. If he went somewhere, undis- not, yeah, Undisputed would have definitely been, yeah, you can't, that chemistry, you can't really, 
Yeah. Can't duplicate it. Yeah. Not yeah. with nobody else. Can't. I can't see nobody else sitting. Yeah. But but I would in addition to the chemistry, just I feel like what they went what they wanted to create was a conversation between white men and black men. Yeah, that was that gonna say there's not a white guy at Fox Sports that can fill mm-hmm. that role. Because no, most no, of no. them are pretty like straight. Whereas Skip is like he's always to the max on something. He hates it or loves yeah. it. Whereas <laughs> When you talk, when you hear Cowherd, he's kind of more of a straight lace. Oh, I don't really like this. Oh, I don't really like that. But he's never. He's like a, he's like a classic. He's like a classical. Yeah, um, he's a radio guy. But yeah, he, yeah, he goes with the trend. Like right? for the most part, he goes what he thinks is correct. Skip Bayes, if like even even though you know he's completely wrong with LeBron James, he will find an efficiency in something and then find data to back it up. He's a true journalist. Oh, we're gonna, we gonna talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. So and, and and I hate to say this too, while while we just. Just on this podcast, um, the All Star teams have been picked as well too. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I saw the. Uh, I, I'm actually watching the Wizards and Clippers play right now. Okay, I saw that. Was on, uh, I want to get off topic though. So yeah, we we can we can pull that back in. Oh, we, I mean, we gonna we gonna touch on the NBA because you know apparently, I mean you know what I'm saying when it comes to the players, there was a push. I feel like this came out like a week or two ago where the players were. Um, essentially asked by the NBA to promote the vaccine uh, to get in some commercials, you know, apparently assuming with the idea that, oh, I guess if some NBA players say, hey, well, you should take the vaccine, then maybe some young, impressionable people or just any black person might look at them and be like, hey, well, if LeBron James is suggesting I take the vaccine, then maybe we should take the vaccine to yeah. try to sway people, I guess. So, yeah. what, but apparently reports came out that many of the players didn't feel comfortable promoting the vaccine, which Understood. I actually, you know, applaud that. But what what's y'all take on yeah, the, the NBA is... trying to recruit their players to to push uh, public service announcements? Apparently, they want them to do more than just dribble. Now, Shiz... well, no, that was Fox News that didn't want them to do it. She's ignorant, bro. <laughs> like. <laughs> Because these motherfuckers pick and choose when they want them to be... Vocal about something. Not even Involved. that. To, to To pioneer, essentially, you uh, know what I'm saying, or lead a movement, you know what I'm saying, of people doing X, Y, mm-hmm. Z. But when, they, when it's something of their own accord or, you know what I'm saying, something that they truly believe in, if it doesn't fit of their, their agenda... Of their interests. Of their interests. If it doesn't fit their agenda, oh, that's, that's when it's a problem. Hey man, miss me with that shit. I if I was if I was a player, I'd be like, yeah, y'all can kiss my ass. I ain't promoting this shit. This ain't in the CBA. Are y'all paying me for that? <laughs> Are y'all paying me to promote it? This ain't in the CBA. Maybe Mind we can you. talk after that. If not, kiss my ass. I ain't got my, time so, for it. So, so I, if I can say what you're inferring, essentially the NBA wants to promote people getting the vaccine so they can speed up the time of people safely coming into arenas, spending money. Buying tickets, ten dollar hot dogs, seats, eating hot dogs, <laughs> drinking twenty dollar beers. To circle, cause the cause to circle back a little bit on the topic we were just talking about, that's one of the benefits of Texas opening back up because they are one of the biggest states in terms of sport sporting events, sport venues, entertainment. I forgot about that part. See, if the Rockets would have came. I mean, if the uh, Nets would have came to town next week. It would have been crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, I, he, so. here's here's my take on it. Yeah. I think oh, we, we, harder we, harder than anyway. You you got to look at you got yeah. Harden's going to go to uh, doing All Star Week. He's down there in Texas. So, <laughs> uh, well, my my take on it is this. So, do I do I feel the players should you know the players have the right to promote it or not to promote it? Right. Right. Um, you know, does like like Calvin said, does the vaccine pushing the vaccine help them get uh? back in the in the arena yes it does help them get back to the arena safely because when you think of it if that revenue isn't brought in some of these contract you know some of these guys contracts they won't they won't see these lucrative contracts like they're seeing the money the money from the revenue the nba brings in goes directly to their pay so if if they don't say hey let's push this so we can get some revenue and save some contracts then that can directly affect their pay i remember justin jefferson for um the vikings said I gotta play. I gotta. I gotta. I can't sit out. I can't sit out this year. I gotta. I gotta feed my family. I gotta play so I get that contract. Yep. And guys that are coming into the league, you know, they that that's kind of their mentality. So, um, I, I feel a player should should be forced or, um, you know, like and I say asked, but asked to say, hey, push this narrative. Like, hey, push this. But if they want to, they they can pr- promote it. But you can't put, like you said, you can't tell a player. I think it's mainly from the hey, sake of the conservative, the conservative Republican side, where we want you to speak, but we don't want you, don't want you to speak. Just like college football, everyone knows, you know, the the players don't benefit from college football being played. Universities do, you know, the school does, as opposed to like NBA where they see money for it. For so, I mean, it's a tough situation. I, I don't feel like they should force the players to to promote though. Like it's you know like. I don't think they are, but you know, even the ask is like, oh, so we have to make this huge push for racial and uh, racial injustice, but then not everyone promote this on top of that as well. So, or, yeah. or most so, you got to get permission to you know speak on you know a human rights issue, you know, or people getting right. you know shot in the streets or just things that are wrong in society in that aspect. But you know, now you're asking us to do something that ultimately has a tie to like a, a financial tie to it. So, yeah. and, and part of the hesitation, I can imagine, you know, I, as a scientist, like trying to promote a vaccine, that's like, like everybody wants to know the details of this thing. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Like, when has anybody ever cared what the formulation of a vaccine for uh, measles, mumps, rubella, right. um, all of the vaccines that you can't even name, but that well, you're shot up in our bodies right now to go to school? You know, nobody asks what's in the flu vaccine. Or how efficacious it is, they just they just take it and say, "Yeah, I'm vaccinated." So now all of a sudden, there's this. Oh, I want the ninety percent one. I want the. I don't want that seventy. I don't. I don't want that that seventy percent one. I want the. 90. I don't want that mid vaccine. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't gonna hold you. That vaccine mid. I, mean, I, I low key mid. feel like Johnson and Johnson is the perfect storm for for to be the answer with this vaccine. A family company. Yeah. Remember that, right? Family company. And. But to that point, they have so many reputable products already that they've had for, so. for generations. Anyway, I mean, these are all allegedly, um, you know, and they they're uh, the biggest thing with their vaccine is that you only have to take it that one time too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're 100 percent right. They said I was just reading an article. They said Johnson and Johnson has been the preferred one. Um, and it has it has shown the the most effectiveness as far as versus hospitalizations, 
um, you know, uh, deaths. So you, you know, Johnson Johnson has the name for it, but uh, yeah, I mean, shoot, they've been, yeah. uh, they've been so. uh, tested in South Africa and Mexico too, or South Africa, South Africa and somewhere else. Yeah. And, 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 and mind you, when, when I'm saying these percentages, ninety percent, seventy percent, it's not that I actually know like what that actually particularly means as far as like the, eff- the effectiveness or whatever, but that's the yeah. narrative that's out there. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want that one. Give right. me that one. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it and it, so it, it, it's interesting situation, man. And, and I can understand that the guys don't want to promote something that they're not really confident and comfortable promote because this is this is way outside of the bailiwick of NBA basketball player. Like, how are you gonna ask them to exp- to promote a vaccine, vaccination, and science? If I can't explain something, I'm not gonna promote it. That's like when yeah. people be reading the commercials, like, "Hey, uh, male enhancement." Such and such and such and such and uh, such yeah. and such and such and and this formula and that boy you don't know what happened. I mean, you probably didn't take chemistry, but this, they got this, you reading this all this back to, to Dave Chappelle saying, you know, I've gotten paid by Coke and Pepsi. Right. So yeah. whichever one is paying me the most is the one that tastes better. And right now, I like a Pepsi. I like I mean, Johnson and Johnson baby powder and vaccine coming to you yeah. to baby oil the CVS too. and baby oil. <laughs> baby oil, you can use it for your baby. And you can use it for your baby. <laughs> 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 that's a commercial right there right uh, honestly uh oh when it comes down to it um I, I get the nba side of it because of course people are gullible to the sense of markability so yeah. oh such and such likes it oh mommy steph curry said get Absolutely. the vaccine let's get the vaccine mm-hmm. any right-minded parent will tell them no just because mm-hmm. of steph curry but that's besides the point um, <laughs> or, or mama daddy <laughs> Steph oh, Curry said, "If we Steph Curry said, if we get the vaccine, we can go back and go see him play again. Exactly, he can see. <laughs> yeah. Or they should say discounted tickets if you show your vaccine card. Yeah, exactly. Hey, they give you a five five percent discount for the tickets prices that they hiked up already, so you're gonna be paying five regular price. That's terrible. Hey, <laughs> or they're going to add the taxes back in. because We the laughing, but that's probably something that's really like On really being discussed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, that's why I'm holding on to mine. Shit all ripped up. <laughs> but um, moving on to another uh, form of player empowerment, even though she just retired. Um, I affectionately <laughs> call her Rebay, um Montgomery, but, you know, everyone also knows her as Renee Montgomery. Um, she was a former member of the Atlanta Dream. Um, and if anybody knows anything about the WNBA and the Atlanta Dream, their owner was very right winged Trumpish last year. Um, doing the whole uh, Black Lives Matter moving over the summer. Kelly Loeffler. Yeah. Kelly Loeffler. Yeah, yeah. So everyone in WNBA and her players were wearing T-shirts saying "Vote for her." Uh, her opposition <laughs> in the polls and everything like that. And uh, she finally sold the team. And Renee Montgomery is actually part of. Uh, three-member ownership group to uh, purchase the team. Um, the reason why I mentioned this is kind of because SP was talking about, I think two weeks ago maybe, about why play- players don't get uh, equity. equity in the teams, mm-hmm. which is I uh, found out is part of CBA. You can't technically actively own. Even NBA players can't own WNBA teams. That's smart. I mean, I would if so, I was an owner, I would want that in the CBA. Yeah. So. yeah. If you're an active player, you can't own anything, even if it's like across the league. So LeBron couldn't buy the Sparks if you wanted to. Because he's an active player. Because um, they're like brothers and sister companies, technically. But um, the reason why I mentioned that uh, is basically kind of falls down to what you're talking about, empowerment. Do y'all see this as another trend? She's the first, actually, female minority owner in the WNBA. But we have, you know, we have Jordan. Um, we have Bob Johnson. 
as the majority owners, um, we got a lot of black minority owners, but do y'all see this as a trend of people getting the groups, purchasing teams that are up to? Because, you know, Diddy was trying to buy the – who were they trying to – who was Diddy trying to buy? Uh, Carolina Panthers. Panthers, Panthers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Diddy was trying to buy the Panthers. Jay-Z had like 0.003% of the Nets before he started writing his sports. Um, but I do see it becoming a trend as in terms of people trying to uh, take that opportunity as far as it being successful. That, I think, would be up in the air because a lot of these leagues – um, and you hear like foreign players like Shannon Sharp say it all yeah. the time. It's like a good old boys club. Yeah, it's like a fraternity <laughs> essentially. They look out yeah. for each other. You know, it's close knit. So not only are you gonna have to have the resources, i.e., money, um, and cachet, prestige, whatever <clears throat> else, um, to at least sit at the table to have the opportunity. You're also gonna have to be accepted by this fraternity. They well. gotta vote you. They literally have to vote you in to be able to be an owner. And so that's <laughs> the that's the reason I think that you know, like I said, success. That's that's gonna be the interesting thing to see in terms of like people actually trying to pursue it. I think you're definitely gonna see that continue to grow. Yeah, I mean, I, oh. I I I do think. Uh, I do think, in the, like, say, in the next five, ten years, we will see more, you know, black minority, you know, uh, players either stepping into owning a role, uh, owning a team, or, you know, or owning owning a team. I think it's good. Um, you know, it's kind of like take, taking the platform, you know, not back, but being a part of the platform that 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 is orchestrated for you. You know, like Michael Jordan. You know, he you know he stepped up. Magic was moving up. You know, but you know. It, it, it it's it's going to be tough. I think for women's basketball, it's important. Um, there's a lot that can go into the branding of women's basketball from a from a player perspective, rather than just from a uh, you know someone who has that business acumen as as, as that as a driver. But um, I think it's good to see, especially for Black women. Um, you know, when you think of when you think of uh, CEOs or executives or you know. Uh, you know, sea level, sea level people, and 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 sports ownership. The last person you think of is a black woman. Yep. You can see a black athlete doing it because they they they're probably good doing it. You know, I play they play play well in the sport. You can see a white woman doing it because you know it got passed down and they want to stay in the family. I was going to say that any yep. given Sunday, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's happening in L.A. right now. You know, uh, and then yeah. you can see you know you can see uh, uh, you know white man doing because that they're the, the orchestrator. So Seahawks too. Yeah. yeah, Seahawks, uh, you know, Seahawks, um, you know, so, I mean, it's it's good to see, especially for black women. I think it's good to see that um, and because they're not often looked at. I hate to say it. They're not often looked at as, you know, C-level executives, you know, people who, who own a team. So the crazy part about it, they are pretty much the foundation of all African-American homes. If they're right, in the, yeah. in, if they're in the home, but they can't run a business, which is crazy. Right. Right. You don't think they can run so. a business, but they can run a household. Yeah, my wife thinks she can, my wife thinks she can run the household. She she does a lackluster job at times. Oh man, just cut that out. All right, so uh, no, I was oh, gonna say hey, yeah, that yeah. hey that that's literally how they that, how they play. So yeah. <laughs> you want me to cut it out for real? No, nah, no, nah, you're good, man. You're I was gonna say because I know this this how they play. So right. we, we, we go we go at it all the time. We go yeah. at it all the time. So she, I, don't, I, want her, I want I want her to hear it. I want her to hear shout, it. Shout out the wifey. I'm not gonna drop no names because you ain't drop no names. So. Hey, man. <laughs> she, she know what time it is. She knows she. Right, right, right. <laughs> shout out Renee Montgomery. Um, especially Renee. in this uh, 
You said Rebay Renee. I fell in love with her last summer, man. I left my TV on one night and I woke up she, at three o'clock to take a piss and she was on TMZ Sports. Wow. <laughs> it was like her first day. I was like, oh, okay. She had the little, she had the little thought light, as Roy called it. Um, you could tell <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was beaming off her eyes. I was like, oh, okay. All oh, right. she, she, it was love at first sight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out, shout out to Renee, uh, making news history in uh, Women's History Month. Recognized, <laughs> oh, yeah. it, dropped, it dropped in February, so it's Black History Month. Exactly, she's a black woman. Black comes first. That's why it dropped in February, and it continues to March. Women's History March. That queen. I, I was curious when I looked. I was trying to find some just very cursory research of like, I wonder, like. If she needed a lot of bread to do that, because I know for some of these ownership deals, you need to have a certain, a certain amount, amount of cash. In. Yeah. yeah, like a certain amount of liquid funds or something like that. She was on the forefront of like all of this stuff. Like she was on a part of the, uh, I'm about to say rock the vote, uh, more than the vote with LeBron and all that. So she was out there. So it probably could be, she probably didn't have to put too much financially into it. It's just her being a part of it is probably like a symbolic type thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like having this be a CFT because I think she did it with two other investors. She did, um, and I think it was one was a wet lady, the other the math man was like an investor, and then she she did. But she, her being a part of it, it's kind of like, you know, the fact she, they didn't let her in, right? Yeah, it's a breakthrough. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm just curious, uh, as, as like y'all said earlier, of how um, people can break into these like close knit circles where they really like. I feel like a part of the deal with uh, Diddy not buying them was that they didn't uh like he he couldn't get like the vote you know what i'm saying like either they weren't like the republicans they wouldn't bring it to a vote or they even though he had the money and his group had the money they didn't want to sell to him you know what i'm saying i wouldn't want to stop that either no nah, i mean either. i saw what happened <laughs> i saw what happened to shot and biggie and loon i don't want him around yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying man when you, when you get when you get hot around diddy things just happen that's all i'm saying um, oh man man uh so Going off the WNBA, we're going to talk about someone who promoted the WNBA before their uh, untimely passing, uh, Kobe Bryant. So uh, Kyrie Irving, basically, uh, in his wokeness now, uh, has basically said the NBA has been built by black kings and we should honor a black king, as in Kobe Bryant, and make him the new logo. Um, This has been a topic for the last, I would say, at least three years because... um, Jerry West even came out and said it's kind of embarrassing that the NBA has him as a logo, but won't acknowledge that he's the logo. <laughs> he doesn't even want to be part of it anymore, uh, because technically, if they acknowledge it was him, he has to, they have to pay him. But um, a lot of people have been talking about the last couple of years about somebody needs to be changed. So what do what does y'all take about? Well, what's y'all take on Kyrie saying Kobe should be the new logo? I think I think it was it, it's easy for him to say that, right? Like if you. No one's gonna say no. Kobe shouldn't be a logo, right? It, it's easy for I him. Mean, it's, it's yeah, easy. I mean, a, a lot of people I, I, like you. You'd be surprised. A lot of people don't really agree with that idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with the idea either. He's but no, it, yeah, 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 first in line for that. Yeah, it, it, he 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 just he it, it's 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 trendy. You know, he yeah. says it's trendy. You know, like and, and people are gonna say yeah. You know, repost it, right? I mean, Kyrie. Kyrie, he's, he's he's trying to make a name for himself in Brooklyn. Aside from being, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, LeBron James's footstool, like he, you know, he, 
out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, he, he, you know, he, he, he's really like he, he's trying to be that. Oh, I'm that. I'm this pioneer of of black, you know, of, of, of black history in the, in, in the NBA, and you know, I, I, whatever he's going through, whatever he thinks, if he thinks the world's, you know, flat or a squirrel, I mean, a circle or whatever. <laughs> Whatever, whatever Kyrie thinks it is, I mean, it, it's trendy, right? It's trendy and, and people are going to like it, right? I get what he's saying. Yes, the logo should be changed. Um, you know, should it go to the best player? No, it should go to someone that signifies something that sit or a player or just an image that signifies the NBA, um, you know, which is what, 75, 70% black, you know, so, so, but. I mean, it was trendy. That's my take. Yeah. See, my thing is, my bad. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna ask you. I was gonna. I'm looking at a couple of other suggestions someone else made in terms of. Um, well, first I'll ask this: Do y'all do we all agree that the logo should be changed from Jerry West? I think it's fine. It's it's funny you you say Jerry West's name because. Uh, by all accounts, the NBA will not acknowledge that yeah, it's, it's a silhouette <laughs> of a player that is that Jerry dribbling, West dribbling left handed. It's just some random player, and Jerry West, and Jerry West, like I feel like I, I I can't remember exactly, but like he doesn't really acknowledge it as him. But if it is him, he got to pay him, and nobody's going to pay him, so nobody's going to acknowledge that. So I mean, we can all in the culture of people who love and follow the NBA can say, "Oh yeah, it's Jerry West. We all know this Jerry West." We but saw the picture. It's not. <laughs> it's not actually yeah. acknowledging yeah. him. So I mean. Can it change? Sure. Should it change? I don't know. I feel like the NBA logo is one of those staples. Like, yeah, why yeah. change it? Why why mess up a good thing? Yeah, someone yeah. was saying that it's probably one of the best logos. Maybe that or the it's MLB clean. logo. Yeah, it's and the clean. MLB logo was actually a person too. Um, uh, I heard Rob Parker talking about it a couple of days ago. I forgot who it was. I feel like their logo is... Is just the I don't it's even think of it. It's, it's, it's a person it's with a bat. Off a person. Yeah, it's a person. Yeah, with, with the bat. bat. But yeah. the person with the bat. Yeah. The reason yeah. why they picked that person is because he held the bat high and tight, and it fit oh, into yeah. the dimensions on when they was trying to make. And you know, yeah. back in the day, you couldn't just freak everything on Photoshop. It was like literally, you know, <laughs> an actual <laughs> illustrator doing all those things. It was the first. <laughs> yeah, so they the person that is the the, the MLB logo. Um, it's an actual person too. Okay. The only logo that's not really a person is like the NFL, NFL. because it's a shield um, with stars on it. The but shield. That, I, I feel like if you're going to change it though, my, my thing is if you're going to change it, there are a lot of people ahead of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And I heard Michael Smith yeah. talking about this. Yeah. He said this is the thing. This is more yeah. about Kobe dying and not necessarily about Kobe deserving it, right? Because yeah. respectfully, yeah, you would say Jordan because. One, everybody knows the, ju- the jump man if they're going to do something like that. Because yeah. one, the jump man, everyone knows it. Two, Jordan literally took the game international. They can't use the like, jump man logo though. That's Nike. Yes, That's Nike. Yeah, they can't. But the thing is, like, you know, if you do anything of Jordan, like if you're going to do it, it's going to be Jordan himself, right? If it's not yeah. the jump man, it's going to be Michael Jordan. Well, I think it should be Jordan because of the it, like the impact he had. He so a colored picture of Jordan? No, no, I'm saying like you or do a silhouette, silhouette of Jordan okay. doing something. Yeah. But you make it you make it known that it's Jordan if you can't do the jump man legally, right? You can do show, the jump show, when you show it. with the tongue. Yeah, you can do the jump from the free throw line like this, like uh, on the. Oh, yeah. uh, that's kind of close to the jump man. Yeah. Though. Hey, but the jump man sideways. This is straightforward. Yeah, that's true. Hey, if he's <laughs> you got to pay the cues. 
So to that to piggyback off of you, here's a couple more uh suggestions. Kareem Skyhook. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. Uh, uh, what uh, I can't think of the word, but uh, notable. Yeah, notable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basketball. You player. know, you know this. His guy hook. Yeah, Oscar Oscar Robertson's one handed jumper. I don't know about that. Right, me neither. Uh, <laughs> Shout Will, out to the Kings though. Will Chamberlain like, or Bill like Russell a grabbing a rebound. How would you know it's coming down or going? Yeah, because you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you, I feel like you can show the ball going up and somebody like, you know what I'm saying, going up to grab it. You got an arrow saying, this ball is <laughs> This is the ball. This is the ball. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to do it, it has to be something like. You'll probably have to have two people and show the guy way higher than him type. You know what I'm and saying? And that's just too much. You got to think about mark, yeah, marketing lot, wise. Hey, lot, hey, I got it. 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 We're going to have the NBA logo is going to be Ally Iverson crossing Jordan. Ah, come on. Yeah, we can do that. I, love, I we can like do that. that. We can turn that. it to the side. We can turn it to the side. There we go. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, a button. it's a little button that you can hear uh, Phil Jackson. Michael! <laughs> right before the epic moment. But no, seriously though, um, you got to think about design-wise now, right? It's cool to say this. it should be this person, that person. If you think about the NBA logo, it is sleek. It yeah. is what it is. It, it yeah. does you know, all these things with pictures and, and, and all that stuff. So it's sleek, it's yeah. notable. So you got to think of a person that does something signature like a skyhook. But also, is it, could you advertise that? Yeah. Because it's, 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 we've been used to the NBA logo for so long, a drastic change like that might be like, what, what is this? Yeah, I mean, it's not like the red, the, red, the Redskins name, right? It's, yeah. it's not like that where it's a chat, like it's just a basketball player. Yeah. I think if they, I don't think it should be changed, but if they do change it, um, it should be a neutral player that we kind of know, like a like not like people might well, Jordan should be LeBron, whatever. Like if it's like like you said, uh, Isaiah Thomas, Loki <laughs> would almost have to be LeBron. Here's why I said it to piggyback kind of off your point in terms of marketing. We're starting to get to that realm where the people that remember, actually remember, is specifically playing Michael yeah. Jordan. Are yeah. phasing out. So, say yeah. for example, if I'm they were to change it ten I'm, years I'm ago, 30, I'm sorry, or ten years now later, thirty-six and up. That group. right, <laughs> that group. So, if they would have, if they were to change it ten years from now, you would almost have to use LeBron. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I would say I don't think a current player would be the logo, because you're gonna have all the haters. Why LeBron get to do this? Because he skips the line. You gotta think about there's a there's a you know there's an unwritten rule in baseball. There's like a unwritten line of who succeeds and what, because it's like okay. if you just think about logically, like I get making LeBron the logo because that's what kids know, right? That's what our yeah. generation knows. But why not Jordan? Why not Hakeem or somebody else like that, right? Because they mean more to the NBA overall. Well, no, they don't. Because LeBron not right. Hakeem. No, but, that, but you know what I mean. It's it's kind of like you got to think about how the NBA thing. Put Patrick Ewing up there. It's like yeah, it's like <laughs> oh, okay. Like yeah, making Alonzo one in the logo is kind of like, uh, yeah, Alonzo. <laughs> but I get it. Like LeBron would be the star power of it, but I don't see that being voted on, especially because if no. that has to be voted on by like the owners and all that, I don't know how that process goes. But if it's and, and a polarizing person, I don't think they'll do it. But and also think about this: like the NBA logo is kind of perfect because yeah, think about perfect. it. Um, and and this kind of almost ties into. So one of our other topics, um, Shaq and stuff, but it's like the NBA logo is something that everybody can do. Yeah. 
Whether you're mm-hmm. good at basketball, bad at basketball, never seen the ba- dribble. Dribble. Left hand. It's the Where universal it it's the universal <laughs> thing about bat. The first thing you do with a basketball is bounce it. You dribble it. So I mean like if you just think on that basic level, like it's the perfect logo. So I I feel like Kyrie is being like Kyrie. shallow woke. Shallow woke. You know, he's saying it just to say it. I would go back to what Seth said. He's being trendy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he clout chasing. He 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 over there with uh with um with the uh with Cardi being um doing you know doing anything for clout. Speak, hey, Seth, that was a perfect word. Speaking of clout chasing, uh we got a clout chasing son that had a mama have to step down. <laughs> so uh Ann Herbert, who is a CEO for 25 years. Well, she wasn't a CEO for 25 years. She worked for Nike for 25 years, and she's recently won a CEO of marketing, had to step down because her ties to the resale market. Now, this can we can go on and on about this, but we're gonna keep it high level. Basically, her son had a business reselling shoes, which they told Nike about in 2018, which wasn't a problem. Now he said it was not a problem. It was not a problem. It, they didn't say it was a. Um, That's crazy. They didn't say it was a. Uh, That's an important piece of the story. What is it called? Uh, interest something interest. Conflict. Of conflict. Interest. They said it wasn't a conflict of interest because he sold mm-hmm. all different types of shoes, right? Initially, they reported 2010. I mean, 18. Now, so he he wasn't exclusively selling Nike shoes. No, he was selling Yeezys and all that, oh, and this is yeah. where it gets muddy. So, one of her cards uh, had 128 thousand dollars charged to it. Um, with bots and if anybody knows about bots that is the way to just cheat to get shoes and gaming systems and all that um mm. and basically one hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars was charged and that kind of threw up a red flag so people have been doing you know what social media does twitter does they've been pulling his post from years ago and he accidentally quote unquote found the magsafe aka the uh, back to the future shoes found three of them randomly in a warehouse back in 2000 and whenever they dropped again and then it's like, okay, how did he just find three pair in the warehouse and his mom works at Nike? He was all like, well, you know, I got connections that, you know, it's not it's not my mom. But, you know, if you live in Oregon, you know, it's an easy way to, uh, if you live in Portland, it's an easy way to, you know, find out this insider information. But it's not for my mom, though. So that's, <laughs> he's that's like a half bragging truth about it. Because, he, I mean, Beaverton is right there, so. But he's always bragged about having to connect, but always said, hey, but it's not my mom, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what everybody was posting. And then. It's pictures of him with like a warehouse full of Nikes and everything like that. So um, after that big purchase, that's when the kind of red flag went up to Nike. But she stepped down, and then they started doing investigations. He was actually buying uh, Playstations. He made twenty thousand dollars in profit off Playstations, and I'm like, yo, that's what hit me the most because I can't get a Playstation to save my life. I don't care about the shoes anymore. I don't. Even, <laughs> I don't even try to do the sneakers app. I don't. I don't care anybody. Man, any of the yeah. high shoes. I don't care. The Whenever you see a, a shoe drop and sneakers out, all you see people is mad. Mad people are mad on Twitter. You setting yourself up. Like, I don't even know why you. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 They might as well just wait and stock X or hype beast and pay the double the price because that's what you're going to end up doing anyway if you really want them. Because yeah. you got people buying like taking bots and the fact that he was the son of a uh, CEO really made a, a big dent in it and people were like. Oh, so that's why I couldn't get the royal toe. Oh, that's why I couldn't get this or that. Because yeah. he buying bots and he had the insider information. And yeah. he also had like promo codes for discounts. Oh, Where's this information coming from? Yeah. I don't know. But what's y'all take on that, man? It... First off, this bullshit that they let the shit slide back in whatever 
time that they confirmed and talked about it was not a conflict of interest. How is it not? Oh, he also uh, bought some Yeezys with her credit card, too. Nah. And uh, he, he bought it them off, too. But I was talking to somebody else about this. There's a lot of things that's funny to me about this story, right? Yeah. One, she resigned. Now, let's just say this. If uh, she had not been an ivory queen, <laughs> I don't believe she would have been a, given the ability to resign. I think she would have got her ass fired. But, I mean, that's yeah. speculation, you know. It's, uh, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, your service. It's a, it's a opinion. Facts. Two, the son of an idiot. Because yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna be a asshole essentially, how I see like it. a rich spoiled kid is normally. And yeah, true. But like how how ignorant can you be? You gotta be Because some the of them table. pictures I seen on IG, that's ridiculous, bro. Because you already like just how ignorant can you be though? People know your connections and you're just gonna take a picture in a warehouse of Nike boxes. <laughs> But it ain't my mom, though. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't get it, man. They got to know her to use her card to pay for the... Come but on. Yeezy's at that. Like, come on, keep it branded, though. <laughs> keep it branded. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm a, if you, you know, I'm a huge Nike guy. Um, you know, not just because of this, the sign, you know, because the, the technology and the, the, the material, the perform when it comes to performance, when it comes to them... Nike being the true brand that actually stayed loyal to making gear, performance gear for athletes that truly was effective. So for me, I get, I truly get Nike because of the effectiveness of, you know, of, of the material, how it feels in my body. Like I think they put a lot of passion in um, their, the quality of their clothes. One thing is unique is <clears throat> with Nike, if you do embroidery and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and if you ask to get Nike, uh, like a base layer of a Nike shirt, you can't get it. You have to. Nike has their own maker for their base layer of their clothes. With as opposed to other clothes, you can get like a, a base layer from Adidas or or Under Armour and put an Under Armour sign on it, and it's the same gear. Nike has their own maker, so I, I really appreciate what they do when it comes to like their shoes, their clothes, the material. So when I saw this, yes, we know she got a pass, right? She got a pass, like you said, she got a pass because you know who she is. Um, even when they found out she got a pass as well too, you know, she probably may seem like, you know, oh, my son's doing this, but it sucks because so many people, you know, I'm not a shoe collector. If I get a pair of shoes, I give a pair of shoes away, I, you know, cause I want to keep my, 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 my kind of like my, my kit, my shoe kit efficient. But they, when that happens, they buy a bunch of shoes and, and, you know, people who really like collect shoes, they really collect shoes and they resell it. The resale market's almost worse than the than the uh, the, re- the regular market. Yep, and that's yep. where the hammer came down. <laughs> and it's just like it's like it's crazy, you know. Like people, like you know, they you know people get shoes and then they just hey, look, this is rare, you know. And so he's doing this at a large scale. You know, it, it, hey. it just it's, it's America. Hey, Seth, uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> this is America. Hey, Seth, I don't know if you know this or not. I just found out the other day. Um, Nike has like regular undershirts now. With oh really? The Nike, with the Nike logo on the bottom right, just like polo shirts. Really? Yeah. Yep. It's a, That's dope. I think it's like three pack for like thirty five. I didn't buy it, but I saw it. I was, I'm gonna buy it though. Um, <laughs> yeah. They got hey, they came out with regular draws that me and Q used to joke about since ele- like not elementary, middle school, no high school. I was joking. Nike yeah. didn't make some draws. They came out with some draws. They're pretty comfortable. They just need to put yeah. the slot in the front because I don't like <laughs> having to. I feel like a little kid when I go to the bathroom. With one. Of my <laughs> 
But Nike does have great quality stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. But uh, off of Nike, uh, we're gonna go ahead and go to Zion, and uh, who's a brand Jordan guy. So te- technically, we still on Nike. But um, Zion, he um, kind of he's being very effective this year, contrary to a lot of people what they thought was gonna be. You know, Zion they thought it was gonna flame out or get hurt. Um, but it was a question posed on one of the morning shows. Um, I believe it might have been. No, it was actually um, one of the afternoon shows. It was uh, Speak for Yourself with Marcellus Wiley and uh, Acho. And basically, they had a question saying, do you think um, Zion came from overrated to unappreciated? So uh, I, I couldn't hear what they were saying because I was working at the time. But it's, it's a good topic because Zion last year was like the poster child. He was like Mr. Everything, like. He could do no wrong, even if he was hurt. It was the coach's fault. He needs to lose weight, or the organization needs to get him a chef. Like, he could do no wrong. He was the biggest hype player since, you know, LeBron, right? And now he's actually producing pretty well. His team's not doing that well, but he's producing, and no one's talking about him. So do y'all think that he went from overrated to unappreciated, or do y'all think he's kind of what he needs to be? I I would say, because I remember hearing a lot of this talk about Zion, that – there was so much doubt and so much of the nerd talk about, oh, his weight. Oh, he's the heaviest player in the league. And, you know, he's weird bodies. Like they were just, they were just dissecting him like, like he was, a, like they was trying to sell him on the block. It was disgusting. <laughs> which, hold, on, hold on, which block you tell? You trying to hold him out or slave him out? Because two different hey, man. blocks that you can sell him out. Either way, it's terrible. Either way, it's terrible. And so they, they just were talking about all this man's measurements. They might, you know, ain't no, it, it okay, was horrible. That, that block. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's that bad. I, don't, I ain't sugarcoating it. So they, they got all this stuff to talk about. Oh, his, now everybody's an NBA executive. Everybody's a coach now. Oh, he needs to limit his minutes. Oh, we need to do this. That's oh, we need to do this. All this. Yeah, because all this shit talk. <laughs> he plays basketball. He's an expert at playing basketball. Everybody else, fat ass, lazy ass, can't play basketball. <laughs> Seriously, they can't. But they want to talk about the professional basketball player as if they know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't know shit. So when he got out there and played well, oh, oh my God, Zion is this and that. And then he's still playing well and like doing great on the court. Now everybody like, oh, yeah. they're trying to find the next, you know, topic that's sexy now. Beating up on Zion and Lamelo Ball, he threw the ball. You know, Lamelo Ball threw a cross court pass. Oh, he's the most amazing ever. I wouldn't say that Uh, he. He wasn't overrated, but he's just being who he is. They blow everything up about uh, Lamelo. He's just being who he is. He's just being a great basketball player and with a high ceiling. So, what the thing is, I didn't know that. Did you? Were y'all aware that the coaches picked the reserves for uh, All Star teams? Yeah. See, I didn't know that. So. When I was looking at this, I'm like, Zion? But, I mean, he has been having a good year. And the coaches, obviously, they see something, you know. I, I wouldn't say he's underappreciated, though. I would say he's about right where he needs to be. I feel like coming out of coming out of last year, due to, like, off of what Nick was saying, some of the propaganda and narrative that was being driven in terms of who he was and how he would do in his game and so forth. He's kind of shut their ass up this year um, with his continued success. Um, 
So last year, I could see how people were looking at him as kind of overrated because the injury, you know, kind of hampered his season. Then COVID, it was a lot. It was a lot that hampered his season, low key. But, the hype um, was just there though, too. So that, huh? that was yeah. my biggest yeah. thing. I had the same take on LeBron when I was in like seventh grade. Like the hype is too much. Like let him live up to it first. Like Zion's hype, America was out of his, America though. Uh, his hype, I'm like yo. Ain't no way he's gonna live up to it, man. For one, he's always hurt. We see something like, great, we gonna we gonna run it up yeah. until we're tired of it, then we're gonna burn it down. Tear it down. Yeah. Q, yeah. Q, <laughs> Q and Roy ain't here, but where Anthony Davis been, right? Hurt on the bench, like we've been saying. But anyway. <laughs> I do I do, I do oh. think I do think that Zion it is is overhyped. I don't think it's little the expectation. Here's why here's why. The expectations was impossible. It, they're impossible, right? You're right. But he 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 came into the league, you know, last year. You know, last year he, his season was depleted, but he came and he was highly effective. This year he's highly effective. When I think of the Pelicans, I don't think of Zion Wilson. I think of Brandon Ingram. I think of Alonzo uh, 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 Ball. Lonzo. I think of that nucleus of players. When you think of the Cavaliers, right, because the way they were hyping him up, they were like, hey, LeBron James is the next best thing since sliced bread. The same thing with Zion. When you think of the Cavaliers – LeBron James' rookie season and his, and, his, and his sophomore season, it was LeBron James. Like, he was taking NBA yeah. by storm. He was – and yeah. Zion isn't they, – they did hype him up, but he's kind of blending in when you see him on the court. He kind of, you know, he plays when he needs to play, you know, like he wants to play, but he's not, a, like, effective as, as LeBron is. And, yes, he's not LeBron, but I do think that – I do think he's playing very well. I think he's being consistent. Um, I do think they hyped him up, but um, I think he's playing the way he's supposed to play as opposed yeah. to, you know, like playing completely out, out, out of this league. You know, I, I mean, Zion, Zion is going to develop his skills, and I say the next two, three years, you know, we're going to be – we're going to say, you know what, hey, who's going to stop Zion? Because he's going to learn how to be a better passer, you know, better be a re- rebounder. I think he's not even averaging, like, what, over, over eight rebounds a game. You know, um, he he plays like a at times most of the game he plays like a like a shooting guard or a, you know a small I, not like the, rather than a small forward or or powerful, but he's still young in the game. That's the thing; he's still young. He's, he's like twenty. I mean, yeah, I don't he's think 20 he's, years is he twenty yet? He's getting drink, dog. But but to <laughs> Seth, when it comes to the Pelicans, um, and like comparing the situation that LeBron was drafted into as compared to Zion, like LeBron was the team. Like Darius Miles was on that was team. Supposed to be the savior of Cleveland because he was the hometown kid. Like Ilgowskis yeah. was their best player, presumably. You know, yeah, so Zion is in a team in a situation where he doesn't have to do, he doesn't have to contribute as much. That the the load's not on his back, so he right. is he can just play and be on a good team like he is around a bunch of other talented people. But just to the idea of this one player being. Um, I guess undervalued or not talked about in the media as much is, is just, is ridiculous with today's NBA because there's so many talented people. Like I, I heard on the, the talking heads say that, or I heard somebody mention that maybe LeBron said that like Devin Booker uh, with the Suns is the most disrespected NFL, I mean, uh, NBA player. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, like, yeah, you can say that, but at the same time, there's so much talent across the league See, that you can me. probably touch on every single or every other team and, and find somebody of that, caliber of that skills tearing up the league who's playing well that is not being spoken about because there's so much talent yeah there's i would so say much my bias take would be my my bias uh, take would be De'Aaron fox is not talked about enough 
Oh hey, my gosh, I'm biased. Come on, I'm biased. I'm a Kings fan, but also no one talks about it because we're never on TV. I'll take this. May be crazy. I'll take Swipe over over Devin Booker because Devin Booker was having. He, he's having having a ama- amazing uh, uh, games the previous year and last year, but that team then wasn't even talking about and even the contention until Chris Paul came there. You know, yeah. Swipe of the Fox had you know him, Buddy Yield, Holly Stein. Like he's doing, like he's a, he's that all around like that all around player that that point guard that point guard that leads a team can be explosive. Like, but I, I think he LeBron can score on all three levels. Yeah, LeBron. Like, I mean, I like LeBron James, but he's so, he's trendy too. Devin Booker, yeah. like he try, he wants to assign with clutch sports in the next couple of years, just like he picked allegedly, uh, allegedly, just yeah. like, <laughs> like he put Gian, he picked Giannis in the first round, so he can sign with clutch sports. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, you know, like he, he, Le- LeBron James says these things, and like he, LeBron James calls everyone the goat, and it's just like he just says these things, you know, like just to uh, Alex, Alex Crusoe's the goat of what? Of what? <laughs> he saw what? he saw all the memes. Texas A&M. <laughs> Yeah, Brown is definitely trendy. I, I, I got, yeah, I had to double up on that. Well, one. speaking of trendy, Shaquille O'Neal was being trendy with this statement, in my opinion. Oh. He said, Shaq. he said, logical. <laughs> he said yeah. Steph Curry was the most impact. I'm sorry, influential player in the last 30 years. Oh my now, gosh! When I heard this, I took my calculator out. Yes, I took my calculator out and not my calendar. And I look back <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> and I said, 30 years? Wait, hold on. I'm 31. That's 1990. Like, that's 1991. Like, hold on. And I thought about it. I said, who was playing in that? Michael Jordan. Then I said, oh, wait, hold on. Who? Allen Everson. Oh, shoot. Shaq. Oh, whoa, hold on. Like, so I'm just thinking about this. And I try to wrap my mind around it. Like, okay, when he says influential, what is he going with? Is he going with how the game is played. Even with that, I can't give you that. I can say he changed the game, but if you think about basketball in the 90s, it wasn't hyper-athletic until who came? Michael Jordan came in the 80s, changed his body. Then it was like hyper-athletic guards now at that point, right? So you got that. Then you got LeBron James, who is like a legit point forward. Magic Johnson was a size, but he played point guard, right? He was listed as a point guard. LeBron James, you got Allen Iverson. When you talk about, if you talk about impact, the social impact on the NBA. He was himself. They had to put a dress yeah. code in the league. And they also had to put a zone in the league to try to stop him. Shout out to yeah. But that, is, <laughs> that was impactful as far as on and off the court. Jordan was impactful overall for the game. He, he changed the game and how it was played. Shaq, impactful for the big man. He's an athletic big man. He was really big, really athletic, right? Run our tests. He ran up in the stands and let them fans know what he did <laughs> really impactful with the right hand so <laughs> but the thing is for me my whole take is i'm like your only point would be because everybody's shooting threes now but i wouldn't right. say that he's the most influential in 30 because you just cut, cut yourself out jordan iverson lebron I, I can never give kobe any credit i'm sorry because he's the copy of jordan just like sp yeah. said on like episode two Carbon, I can't carbon give the carbon copy, copy yeah. the credit, right? So I can't give him credit for being impactful. Now, he was impactful internationally because Asia loves Kobe. But again, mm-hmm. that's part of the Jordan thing, right? Um, yeah, he's a carbon copy of... Speaking of international, Yao Ming. Yao Ming, you know, did he, crazy international spirit to China. But I mean, but that's not impactful to us directly. Yeah, but it's impactful but it's to the NBA. Internationally, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I look back. I, I got in an argument. I was in. A, I believe it or not, I was in an argument with Facebook with somebody today. Actually, my brother. 
about about what Shaq and Candace Parker were, were exchanging back and forth the other night. And I look back and I look back. Steph Curry came into the league in 09. He yeah. was hurt half the time. In <laughs> 09, the you know, and the next two two years he played. Um, the three point attempts, and I'm not an analytical guy. You know, I, mean, I am a local guy, but I, I, this this is just kind of showing the trend of how he's impact. Went from 18 attempts per you know per per team per game. So I looked at how many attempts, uh, uh, three point attempts a team would shoot per game, right? Because in 2009 or 2000 or afterwards. So I went to since since Steph Curry's been in the league, it was 18, 18, 18, 18. The the first three years that he played, then 20. It slowly it slowly went up, right? So there was a huge drastic change that Steph Curry had. The biggest drastic change is when Jordan left. When Jordan left, the the following year in 1995, it went from it went from nine, uh, you know, ten three point attempts a game to 15 point uh, three point uh, attempts a game, and it's it's slowly gone up. It's slowly gone up since then. So People think Steph Curry shooting all these threes and this changes that dynamic. It, the, the trend it's already been trending since 1995 that teams are shooting more three pointers. And I looked at the one, one with the, look at the uh, the three point percentages, right? Of how efficient, right? We talk about anybody can shoot three pointers, but how efficient are they, right? So I went back to I went back to uh, to ninety uh, to uh, what was it uh, to to, to two thousand? Oh, actually back to uh, ninety five, right? Yeah. The, Three point percentage was 0.367. This year it's 0.368. Last year was 0.3535. So teams aren't shooting at a high, a excessively higher percentage. It's roughly the same percentage over the years, and the tr- it's been trending since it's been trending since the, since since Jordan left the league. I don't think Steph Curry's influential. I think he's the he's the light skinned brother that we we see acceptable <laughs> that was that that attributed to both sides and benefited from a benefited from a from play, great play, solid players around him and a lot of the work he's just he's a carbon copy of Reggie Miller he's a shooting guard he's no, not I, going I, I, Reggie Miller can play defense though yeah Reggie Miller can play, yeah <laughs> team, team teams realize let me let me switch off let me switch off Clay Thompson and get Steph Curry on him so I. I they he, he benefited from being on that Warriors team because he was acceptable to society, and and that's why I look at Steph Curry. He, you know, they're like players that are more influential than than than, than him. And I, I, Shaq is, I, I, you know, he I don't Shaq, know what he's Shaq, Shaq was trying to get promotion for AEW last night. He was trying to get. <laughs> I kind of I kind of low key agree with him, but see, here's why. It's it's back to that. This is America thing, right? So if something. If something becomes that thing in America, the person who led in that in that certain thing is going to be the face of it. Correct. So I think yeah. a lot of that with yeah. this is what you have. To your point, three point three pointer or three point attempts has been trending upward anyway. However, the popularity of it has increased in terms of like I don't know if you want to say it's a lore or like people paying it more attention. But you know, and and then that same um, around that same time frame, Steph Curry again was the poster boy for it. So I can see why Shaq would throw out that claim. I don't. T- again, to your point earlier, influential. That's kind of you have to be really definitive when you're when you're saying that because that could go many different ways mm-hmm. that can be uh perceived in many different maybe. ways impactful might be the word but it, i wouldn't even say impactful because yeah it it's 
I think this. If, if I wanted to play devil devil's advocate on Shaq's side, I would say he could be influential in pulling up from 30 in the efficiency in that. But Dame actually shoots better from that distance than Steph does. Which but is crazy. again, poster boy. <laughs> yeah. And on t- to that point, you have more guys like Dame and Steph who look more like me, so to speak, yeah. in terms of, you know, height that it, it kind of breaks down that uh that mode of having to be tall to play yeah. basketball, et cetera. You could be Steph, but you can't be LeBron. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Now, I think man, that's, the average man looks more like stuff than LeBron has more of the capabilities of a stuff than LeBron. So that yeah, that adds to that as well. Who, who's yeah. more marketable? You know, to to you know, like I said I, I always I always say this. You know, uh, sixty to seventy percent of America is white, right? Um, you know, so you know, based off of numbers, um, Steph Curry is more marketable to both black and white people. You know he he he's more marketable. He's more you know? marketable to kids too. He said what? He's more and marketable the kids. to kids too. It's true. He's not marketable to kids. He he doesn't. He's not dark skinned Doesn't have tattoos. You know he, he, he has like a little looks, weird little like smiley face right here. Right. So he's he's more he's more he's more marketable. So you know um you know it's like so like I said it I think I think for Shaq it it since it was happening it was it was slow motion happening in his area his era he gets to see okay. I'm I'm the guy that's you know uh, who who work who who likes he likes half court offense you know who likes small ball and he sees it trending away from him so he's like oh Steph Curry hey. Jack for Steph Curry I don't know where it comes from but you know he I don't know why he said that it's just, it was just off the wall yeah maybe, maybe because Steph is the op is the complete opposite of Shaq right like as far as basketball and just kind of like looking at the physical stature and stuff but yeah, it's interesting. Thing. I'm thinking about it um, because it's like it's like two fronts. Uh, there's like a for the as our arguments for him being influential or the most because it's like the it's the family it's like the personal side. Look at him; he's a family man. His yeah, little yeah. girl, like his, it's not just him, but it's like his. Even if we forgot about it, we can still remember. There's a little oh, his daughter is adorable and she be out yeah. there when they be winning. Um, his wife is out here; she looks cute to some people. And she out here just <laughs> doing all types of stuff. I say, I, say, I, say, I say the same thing. I say, you know, like my, I tell my wife, I say, you know, I told a lot of people this person may be attractive, right? You know, it's like, you're right. Go ahead. That's my bad. So, Yo, so, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> not to me because I love you, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then also thinking about the basketball side, like if he, if he, because I didn't hear the argument, but if he was talking about shit, like yeah, Steph reinventing the game, like, the three point phenomenon started with the Suns, and and I looked at that year oh nine, oh eight oh nine oh nine oh ten. Like they were lighting it up. Like that I'm, that was a team that was running gun. Everybody shot threes off. The, like so, yeah. like he came into the to the league with that, and then slowly he just kind of they their coaches followed that trend, and you know he just was very talented at doing it. And you had probably the set you had the two best shooters in the league on the same team, unbeknownst to anybody else, and they just lit it up because weren't nobody expecting it. And it was just a weapon that nobody used in that way. So I mean, it is. It has a. It has a level of influence, but not. But nowhere near the most. Yeah. Nowhere near yeah. the most. One quick thing before we change topic, Sap. It's funny when you said his daughter at the interviews and games. It's funny when it was talk when they when she used to do all that stuff. I'm like, so Chuck didn't have his kids at the press conferences first. Like Iverson was in the first person to do this. 
Okay. Yeah, right. All right. <laughs> so Iverson was not the first person to just have his kids on the podium. And okay. The league hated Iverson. That's that's yeah, and that's where, the thing. Like where, he gets credit for a lot of things that other people did. Um, and you talking about the family? Like uh, I listened to the I couple a lot with uh, Rob Park and Chris Bouchard. I, I can't listen to them, man. They be yelling too much. Yeah, it, it, it be Rob. He starts it, and Chris is. Like, I can see both of them. Yeah, and he mimics him. It's, and he tries to match that energy. Yeah, he be like, uh, be like, what are you talking about? He be like, you know what I'm talking about? You listening to me, Rob? Like, <laughs> but no, this so, is like a. It was a topic. <laughs> it was a topic that said no. It wasn't a topic. It was they were discussing. It was a poll that came out from some British uh, people, and it was basically saying Steph Curry is the most polarizing player in the NBA. And it was based off tweets at NBA players. So basically, number one was Steph, um, and this is basically most positive reviews, most not reviews, but positive tweets and negative tweets. Steph was yeah, number yeah, yeah. one. LeBron was like number two and three. I forgot who number three was, but it shocked me. I was like, what for real? But I can see Steph and LeBron being like one or two polarizing wise, right? Because you got people that either hate them or love them. And yeah. they were saying like uh, they, they they didn't want to drop names because of course they didn't want to put anybody's information out. But they were saying like, yeah, it was a report out in San Francisco that uh, Steph hit him up and said, hey, people mm-hmm. think I'm this perfect guy and I come from these perfect things and I just want to have a you know, I just want to do an article about how I'm not perfect. I'm just a regular guy like everybody else. And Steph had the interview Guy wrote it and was like, yeah, I don't think you want to put this out because if you think this is bad, <laughs> it's like, it's like they advertise you as the perfect person. But if you think this is bad, this is not bad at all. So it's kind of I like mean, look- he wants to try to be a regular person, but the media already hyped him up as being the mer- him and his family being the most perfect family ever. Yeah, he, he has to accept who he is. You know, his father played yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he had access to a lot of things that people didn't have access for. Um, you know, and, and that's just him. I mean, you look at Steph Curry, right, and you see him. I mean, he is 6'2", you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we see him versus the other guy. He is he is tall, you know, and, and, you know, lanky. But you look at Steph Curry and you think, you know what, he's a he's okay. I'm not, he's not a threat. You know what I'm saying? Like, the NBA players don't see Steph Curry as a threat. You hate on people that you find as a threat. People don't look at Steph Curry and look, really look at him as a threat. So when you see LeBron James guy, 6'9", 250, 260, he got a bop to his step, like – you're like, oh, okay, you know, like he's easy to hate on because he's a lot of what people want to be. You know what I'm saying, Steph? Curry, yeah, he had to fight to be tough. <laughs> right, exactly. Steph, I mean, Steph Curry when he when he looks tough, he's not even he's not even tough. He like, even man, tries to go somewhere, man. Like with LeBron, no, you know no. that picture with LeBron when he blocked his shot I was like, man, sit your. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. LeBron, he's like, he's like, he's like yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm exactly. from Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just some people that some people is just just who they are. They yeah. they. Like he has to accept that, like, and, and stop trying to be this, you know. But that's why I think the NBA players are say nicer things about him because, you know, he's, he's not. If, if you have someone around your girl, you know what I'm saying, and they walked in and Steph Curry and 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 LeBron James, you're like, all right, hey, you know, hey, you can talk to Steph, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's the di- it's the if we can't control, it's the dynamic of Steph Curry. Hey, look, I I think Steph Curry is an exceptional ball player. I like the guy. It's just the dynamic of how we look at him from nature. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> from nature. But um, last topic here, we can. Uh, it's the narrative. Yeah, pretty much. They make you who you want. Right. So we got uh, the dunk of the year. Some would say um, last week, Anthony Edwards yammed on uh, somebody from Toronto. Yammed. And, and he yammed uh, on the on the Japanese basketball player. Yeah, 
I couldn't think of his just name. One. That's why I just said the guy from the rap. <laughs> but he yammed on him, right? And it kind of goes back to what we're talking about analytics. He yammed on him, and people were like, oh, dunk of the year, this, that, this. You had everybody hype about it. Then you had another sect of people saying, well, he was one for seven at this point in the game, and they still lost the game. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, why are you even mentioning this? And the reason why the topic was posed because Bleacher Report, one of their uh, people, he was like, he literally was just like, yo, nerds are killing basketball. That was, that was like the IGTV thing. He started off by saying nerds are killing basketball. And then he went to a whole minute and 30 second video about how analytics is hurting you know, basketball, like let basketball players just play basketball, right? So question for y'all is, do y'all think analytics as far as like, oh, well, this person shoots 35% from the three-point on the left-hand side, so you got to make sure you push them to the right. Is that type of thing killing basketball or do you have a problem with analytics in the game? Like, like we said like we said earlier, um, the same people who can't play basketball, won't good at basketball, probably not good at no real sports on some real – and I'm being facetious here, but they're the ones that are gonna come up with some crazy odd stat, PER, this and that, plus, whatever acronym <laughs> to say that, oh, well, I don't like LeBron for this reason, or I don't like James Harden for this reason, or I don't like Russell Westbrook for this reason, because he's not efficient. He's not this, he's not that's based on these stats and these this uh this parameter and metric that I came up with or so and so came up with and yeah. they're trying to like redefine everything instead of by looking at people and be like, yo, that person's great. They want to use numbers to discredit people. And that's often what I see. They use it to discredit certain people while they use it to uplift others. And I don't appreciate that. I yeah, I mean I, no, go ahead, Seth. No, you got you got. I was gonna say I think that's a byproduct because at the end of the day, this kind this kind of how I look at it. So I mean sports even more now so than ever before is big business, right? And yeah. with all big businesses, you're constantly trying to improve your bottom line. Obviously, right. success improves your bottom line in sports, right? So analytics, especially nowadays, and you can look at any industry, any, any industry uh, is used uh, more to do that. So right. I think uh, it has its place. Do I think that it's overused in many circumstances? Absolutely. Um, But I definitely see why it has its place in sports, why it's become more prominent, why it's become uh, more used and more uh, relied upon more so than, you know, um, natural logic or, you know, thought. Or the eye test. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Uh, That's a good one, the eye test. yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm 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 in analytics. I've been in analytics for the past, you know, four years, and you know, I, I a lot of what I teach on and and and, and coach on and and um you know help with the curriculum at the University of Maryland Masters program is not analytics. Uh, I, you know, um, how to find analytics, how to and and you know, all of us play you know sports at a high level. Um, and you know, there's something there's some things you can't just describe with analytics. And you can't the feel of a game. You know that sometimes a team wins, and people think, "Oh, because it's, it's just you can feel it." We can watch a game and, and know if a team's gonna win or lose, whether whatever sport it is, just by watching it. Um, but like you said it's true. It's 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 an industry, fantasy gambling. You know, all it's analytics all provide people this sense of of knowledge of not of, of false knowledge, right? Um, 
Not saying analytics aren't true. Like I, I look at analytics, I see it, and that I watch, and I say, okay. Like for example, um, Donovan Mitchell. I've been watching Donovan Mitchell all year, and I'm like, you know, he he just doesn't have it. Like he he just he just doesn't have it. And Sounds I say, like you Shaq, know man. what? Right. And I, I said, <laughs> I, I, I went to I went to I went. I said, man, let me look at his numbers, right? And I was like, man, he's out of the top 25 scores and 30 scores in NBA, in NBA. He has one of the worst, if not the I think it was one person, he had the worst field goal percentage. I was like, oh, I can see that. I can see he's missing shots, right? You know, I can see he's not he's not playing at a hot. He doesn't have that huge impact because he's inefficient. Um, but I can see it. I saw that. So I use analytics to back up what I feel. The worst thing is when you use an, an, sometimes analytics to determine something that may or may not be true. Oh, based off of analytics, this team should win. Based off of analytics, this person should do this. I, and sometimes I think, you know, sometimes it works. I think, I think most of the times, you know, it doesn't necessarily work. Um, but, you know, player tendencies, you can see that. You can feel that. And these guys, like, pro, I hate pro football focus. That's Skip Miller's favorite thing. Yeah. Tom oh, Daniel Jones. P.E.R. I mean, oh, QBR. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jones ran the, fast, he was, ran the fastest uh, 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 last year in, in the, for the Giants quarterback. Last year uh, uh, um, in, in NFL, Daniel Jones, right? On that play, he tripped or whatever. He was like top five or like top two or something like that. I'm like, what? Are you serious? Are you really looking at Daniel Jones as one of the top fastest players in the NFL? And they're misleading. So, analytic. I do think at some point, you know, analytics are are ruining and ruining it. And just like you said, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Like you have to look at it. Okay, I understand this. You know, okay, I understand this, but what do I feel? You know, what, 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 am, what am I, what am I, what am I, what am I saying? You know, so it's tough, man. I mean, I, I work with a bunch of educators who rely heavily on analytics. If it's this data, that's what, that's what it is. And, and that's, that's what they're basing it on, basis, basing it off of. And, and that's what they're saying. This is, this is what the number says. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're missing a lot of information in there that we can't calculate. So. Yeah. It's interesting because, um, one, uh, I kind of finished work early one day and I just decided I had a good day of writing. So I was like, you know what? I'm about to buy lunch from a restaurant I like and I'm gonna watch a movie. And I picked the Brexit movie. It's on HBO. I don't know if y'all have seen it. I mean, I, mean, I know y'all know about Brexit, but there's a movie say, that, dra- that dramatizes. Say it again? You talking about like the Brexit that's going on in UK? Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's like a dra- dramatization of how Brexit happened. Because we all know what happened, but it's like trying to go back to like 2015 to a meeting in a, sec- in a secret public place where they talk and they say, oh, we need somebody to lead this movement. We have momentum and this and that. And essentially what it details is that there's a guy, I forget, I think it's Dominic Cummings. And he says that, all right, if I'm going to run this, if I'm going to lead this, if I'm going to be the campaign manager for this Brexit, then I need to have full autonomous control. And essentially what he uses to win is he partners with one of the the data guys, the analytics guy, like the Cambridge Analytica people that gets your information, sees what your decisions are, gives that data back so you can give them specific information. So essentially they you they apparently use that type of technology, that big data, the analytics, the AI to specifically micro target people. And, you know, now Brexit has happened and all the things. But it's like, it worked in that situation. 
and it's it is it's frustrating to see people try to bring the same type of manipulative data into sports where you can't manipulate what happens on a football field or what's happening on the basketball court or what's ha- or how somebody's going to run like it like sports is and that's the, the the great part about sports the human part is that you can't use numbers to manipulate it it just is and and sometimes you the underdog is going to win for a variety of reasons that your that analytics and numbers is not going to be able to predict. So it's that's the that's the the messed up part about just all these numbers and and they use it kind of without context. Yeah, I think so. I think the biggest thing with sports it should be I get the the purpose of analytics in sports. It helps a lot um and then you have that culture of analytical people, but I feel like that should not determine if a player gets cut or if a player gets picked up just based off analytics, I think it's really yeah. should be a, it should really be about the eye test and chemistry. Two things you can't really measure. Well, I think it's I, I definitely uh lean to what Seth was saying. It should be more of you it should be more of using those other factors than the analytics are backing up you, the decision that's already pretty much Show been your made. <laughs> Show your work. Yeah, yeah. 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 Your yeah. yeah, for sure. Prove your argument basically. Yeah. We see it every we see it every week on uh, Undisputed. If you watch Undisputed, Skate Bayless finds some random stat from some right. random nugget of the internet just to prove that Brady's great or LeBron's terrible. That's why they looked at Stephen A. and Skip as people look at Stephen A. and Skip as as idiots, you know, because you got two guys that didn't play sports talking about sports. Hey, you man. know, Hold Stephen on. A. Stephen Skip. A. played it with, with Taylor, man. Yeah. He played it. What, how, how many years did he play? I think he played one, but he messed his knee up. Okay, respect. respect. Yeah, he he play, hey, he's a D1 athlete. Well, yeah, yeah. Too bad. Oh, he got the, he, he got the old uncle. I don't like Steve, I don't Stephen A. It's, it's on paper, though. I don't, I don't like Stephen A. because he was during, during the whole uh, social racial justice movement, he was silent. Yeah. He was silent. He 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 catered. He didn't create any ruffles or speak out. Max Kellerman, Max Kellerman's voice was was louder than his, and he was very political on a lot of topics. And it it, it frustrates me. I, I stopped I stopped watching. I don't watch First Take anymore. Yeah, I, 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 first Take on you. Yeah, He was so silent. Like, and 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 him saying, "Oh, I talked to this or that player," like and like I feel like he was lying sometimes. Like he 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 saved himself. And his image during that time period, and and it, it really frustrated me because I was like, man, Stephen A. Like, you know, HBCU. I didn't know he played basketball with him. Say so HBCU, you know, you know, a, a face and and sports, uh, a black face in sports journalism, and he he was basically silent. You know, Shane Sharp. I I think I might be wrong, but wasn't he either working on his contract during that time, or did he just sign? Did he not? I think he just he had the biggest contract. I think he just signed. Okay. Yeah, I want to say he signed at the beginning of like 2020 or something. Because I remember yeah, him signing, but I don't remember if it was before or after the summer. It, it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was before. Okay, because yeah. I I was thinking like if he if he didn't sign before, he was probably he knew that was coming and was trying to play it safe, like you're saying. But my biggest thing yeah. too, kind of like when you're saying Max Kellerman, his voice is a little bit louder. And this is just me. Don't take this as anything. I. <laughs> I get one when 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 our white counterparts try to speak on our behalf, but I don't like it. You don't deal with it, so don't speak for me. Like, so a lot of things Max was saying, Stephen A. always came back with, "Look, you don't have to deal with this," and I fold him on that. 
But yet, Stephen A. never came back with a hard statement of, okay, well, this is what we need to do. This need He always say, well, you know, all the brothers and sisters, they know I got their back, this, that, this, that. He, he always kind of said, like, oh, I do things behind the scene. I don't need to be vocal about it. You know but, what? Yeah. To your point, I agree with you. But it just made me think about Skip for a second because for some reason with Skip is different for me. And I think that's because he's extremely old. Yeah. So I look at it like, okay, he grew up in this era where like even he if he had if he had this mindset, you know, it, it would be bad, yeah, yeah. But you know, people would be more understanding because, you know, that's him. he grew up in that in that era. But the fact yeah, that he doesn't man. have that mindset and he grew up in that era. It's yeah. like, oh, dang. This is how you feel? Damn, that's what's up. He, like, you know he, what I'm saying? He, so, I he don't said know. the black lady raised Maybe him. Huh? He said the black yeah, lady yeah, raised him. Yeah, yeah, he did. So, it's like, hey. I mean, so. Skip, Skip, yeah, Skip, I, I like Skip. Skip, he, he, you know, even though Shannon may say his piece, Skip will listen, and then, you know, he'll give his honest take about it. And and I, I, I do feel like you're right. Ask Hellman said it. It was kind of like. It's, it like was, you're, it's like, I get it. You're from New York. You used to rap. You grew up with us. I get that, right? I get that. But my thing is, it's like, I feel like nowadays, like our white counterparts love to try to speak on things that don't affect them. I get it. You have a voice, yeah. but me having to deal with these things are like, yo, just, I appreciate it, but I don't need that. And that's yeah, just me. I, Some people like I, it. Unless, just like, yeah. unless a white person is, you know, we, we have to use these white and black terms because, you know, that's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. It's how we, that's how we how we raise the talk. But it's like if a white person, unless they're saying that another white person is fucked up for doing what they're doing, then it don't. It's it's like it's a it's because like you said, they not really they they have to have no real. It's no you tell they me no, that they got no horse in this race. Yeah, like it yeah. don't really affect you directly. You're just trying to put yourself, but just look at the other person who you can who you probably have a more similar experience to. Like, yeah, that's up. yeah, condemn that. Don't I'm okay with it, and if if you you're honest, you're genuine about it, it's you're continuing to understand it, and I think a lot I think a lot of people, white people do get it. Um, but also, let's bring if you're going to do that, bring the black people to, to that platform. You know, if you have that platform, and say, hey, look, here's here's so I spoke to so and so. You know, let let him tell it first, because because you, you can hear from me, but let me tell you some somebody who's through it, like going through it. Bring the bring bring the black people up to that platform, allow them to speak, you know, yeah. and and so they can hear, you know, rather than you, I spoke to, I don't like, you know, it's great, I appreciate that, you know, um, I th- I think I, I want to see what I'm not sure if you guys know, it's Kyle Corver, he was honest about it, he was like, Matt, big a black, I, I want to see what's going to come out of this theory team, I think whoever he's whoever he's doing it with to see his perspective because I got into a, I got into one of my close friends who you know. Who it's it's kind of funny because I know we're going off topic, but kind of funny because the same reason Steph Curry is trying to look at his image of you know I want people to not think this way because it breaches what he's doing in the NBA. It's not breaching that. It's not taking away. Hey, you did great things. Where you have white privilege, you know people look at white privilege. Well, I didn't have privilege. I I had, I, I had to do this. I had to do that. I'm not, it's not taking away you living from, you know, some, you know, living in, in trailer parks or whatever you went through as a white person. It's not taking away what you did work hard. It's just what happens in society as a black man, no matter what we're looked at this way. We're not saying, oh, you didn't have it hard and taking the credibility of how far you came. We're saying, you know, 
hey, look, this is what we came, this is what we've been through. So if white people, you know, like white people talk about, you know, talk about that, just elevate the black people so they can hear it from the black people. And, yeah. and I mean, my thing with, again, we're kind of straying off topic, but we're about to wrap it up in a second. My thing with that, when, when white people, I think the biggest thing, white people don't understand the term white privilege. We're not saying, okay, every white person has a good. We're saying that you have more opportunities even though they sell it as America is the land of opportunity, everyone has a fair share. That is not necessarily always the case. Yeah. You have the ability to move up possibly faster, you know, just because of your skin color. You don't get harassed. You don't get looks. You have the freedom to kind of move as you want in a lot of things. You don't have to second and third guess. Well, outside of you trying to go to a hood or something like that, that you don't belong in. But outside of that, <laughs> you really don't have to worry about your surroundings, really, right? in, in a sense. Yeah. like you, you don't have to worry about, oh, if I walk into the store with my hood on, are they going to follow me? Or if I walk into the store and I have on sweats, do they think I'm going to steal? It's like white privilege is the ability to just move freely and not have to really worry about anything. That's my definition of it. Mm-hmm. And they don't yeah. understand that. They just think, well, no, I, I grew up and like you said, I came from a trailer park and this and that. I had to work hard. Nobody said, no, nobody ever said you didn't have to work hard. It's just your struggle is your struggle. But as a like as a whole, your people struggle or not my people struggle. Right. 100 percent. Yeah. To your point, like there's a whole miseducation around uh, just the ideas of race in this country. We don't have one like accurate definition that everybody can talk to and about. It's like, oh, my definition. Oh, my definition and my definition It's like, you know, everybody got different definitions so they cannot talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or they cannot be talking about the same thing. You know, people think racism is just if somebody gets called the N-word or if, you know, I do something intentionally and directly to somebody else, you know, with the spit, like, like who's who's of a different complexion. I mean, like when racism could be something as benign as like, oh, man, I don't feel safe in this neighborhood when you ain't got no reason to not feel safe. Other than the fact that you think black people live here. You got that preconceived notion that black people live here and we're going to come out and be like, what you doing here, cracker? And we're gonna shoot you. <laughs> it's like a lot. Yeah. Of, a lot of racism comes from ignorance, for real. Um, yeah, yes. like yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty much all racism is ignorance in, in yeah, a sense. Yeah. Now I, I can yeah. say I can say myself. Like I have like that reverse. Well, I don't even think it would be reverse ignorance racism. It's more so like let's, let's, based let's, off. Let's, like, not, let's not say reverse racism. Yeah, I know that's what I said. Never mind. Like if I'm in, if I'm in a, if I'm in a predominantly white area and I'm shopping, I automatically feel like every eye is on me. Even in my own, I can go to Target right around the corner from my house, which is not a white area. And I'm still like, nah. Like, I returned something the other day. She was like, oh, you can just take the bag and, and walk back in the shit. I was like, no, I do not feel comfortable taking this bag. But you can just, ma'am, could you please hold the bag up front? Because I automatically yeah. think that you're going to follow me, you're going to look at me. And it's just because that's just kind of how yeah. I feel about certain establishments and, you know, <laughs> certain. Pla- like, I just really <laughs> feel like, yo, you're going to follow me around because I'm black. You may not. Like, you might not even bother me at all. But my ignorance on, well, not even ignorance, my experience a lot of times with yeah, those locations is kind of like, okay, well, I, I know you're going to follow me. I know you don't think I can afford this or that, like, you know, just because I'm in this area. But mm, yeah. to, you know, wrap things up, anybody else got anything to say about anything in the world? To... Man, tw- get on Twitter. Twitter's wilding tonight. That's all. Man, okay. I got a Twitter. Oh, you don't have a Twitter? No, I'm out. Man, I get on my Twitter it. like right before graduation, man. I get <laughs> most of I, I get most of my instant news from Twitter. Well, the something... podcast has a Twitter, actually. 
Yeah, if you had oh, to, yeah. if you had to get rid of if if you had to keep one social media platform, you could only keep YouTube. One. YouTube. YouTube. Is that considered YouTube? Social media? Yeah, is YouTube. that or is that is, that, is that more streaming destination? Here, here, here's why I say YouTube because uh, we talk about analytics. Um, I'm supposed to get off. So Apple, <laughs> I actually agree with Apple. Apple, I, everybody knows I hate Apple products. I think they're user friendly for basic blah blah. You know what? But you but know the crazy <laughs> thing about it. Before you continue, yeah, Apple and Nike are the same company. You just don't know it. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> Here's here's here's, well, here, here's the difference between Apple Apple and I'm not talking about Apple Nike, but I would say what Apple did was this. Apple, um, you know, I, of course I don't like their model what they do, but what Apple does is that they said was this: they're going to ask users if they want their information to be shared, and on 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 apps and whatnot. So companies companies can't use you know uh, your information to put it elsewhere, throw an ad at you or something you clicked on in real time. Facebook makes a majority of their money. Facebook owns Instagram. Facebook owns WhatsApp, right? So the reason the reason what's why WhatsApp is so is so good is because they're the only one that really, when you send a message out all those apps, no one can see anything. Completely encrypted. Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. You have, too, but okay. You say, they, have, they have case managers on 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 uh, on your uh, on your uh, on your app that can kind of see the content they really want to, but Facebook makes most of their money through through advertising. So, mm-hmm. you know, the real-time analytics, like I said, my students go work for these companies and they're, they're using R, Python, SQL to run algorithms that when you click something or say something, immediately when you pop up, it pops up. That's how fast it works. Instagram and Facebook are doing that. Instagram is really, 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 and Facebook are really going to start dying off, I personally believe, because Instagram relies heavily, just like on Facebook, on ads. What YouTube is doing is this: YouTube is giving the platform back to people, and they and 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 with YouTube, there. If you look at how much how many how much YouTube you watch versus Instagram and and and, and Facebook, like Facebook, I go on to kind of, kind of someone connect with family, but people are, people are being more private these days. You know, they're being more private what they share, what they do because they know Facebook's doing this. Instagram, you know, people are looking at Instagram, they feel pressure or they they see you know this. You know, they, there's so much happening with Instagram when it comes to messing up people's lives. So YouTube is a platform where you can talk to, you can share your voice. They have they have stories. You can connect with people. And I would rather have YouTube because I learn more on YouTube to help me than I do on Facebook and Instagram. So if I had any app that, or any, any app or any social media platform to keep, um, I would keep YouTube. And, 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 and because I'm learning on that platform, you know, I, I learned from you about the uh, camera lens, a couple of videos too. I was yeah. Oh yeah. Nifty 50. If you're watching, look, I'm a little plug, a little plug here to my yeah, YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You guys are not watching, you know, if you, you guys are watching, uh, definitely watch my YouTube. Look, I'm putting out some amazing content. Um, I will be putting out more content. If you want to see something, let me know. But go subscribe. The name is, uh, well, subscribe, Seth Travers. I don't care if you don't even watch a video. Just subscribe. Turn that post notification on. When that thing pops up, go to the video, like it. I don't care if you watch it. All right? So, <laughs> not good content. So that's my uh, my shameless plug there. Seth Travers on YouTube. Yeah, man. I was like, oh, okay. Let me go ahead and find that lens if I want to start taking pictures now. Because I got the camera. I just don't take pictures. But, yeah. um, so you keep your yeah. Instagram? 
Me? Oh yeah, if I had to pick, I, I keep Instagram for uh uh for what is the word I want to use? I want to say perceived entertainment, nefarious, nefarious reasons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The explore page can yeah. kind of keep keep your mind wandering. <laughs> but as Rasef was saying though, I I actually spend more time on YouTube than I do with uh, Instagram because I'm rarely on Instagram. I don't think I personally post anything on my personal page in a long time. I be on the council page, kind of posting pictures and trying to promote there more than anything. But hey, you be interacting, man. You be, you but be that, council, that council thing got good content, man. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it, man. I be, I be, I be, I be, I be like, man. My, my son hey. even be on that council page. Yeah, he do, man. man. Yeah, he, he do. But no, I will keep Instagram because I technically don't consider YouTube as social media. Technically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't I didn't consider YouTube social media, but mine would be Twitter because uh, like personal and then professional reasons for me. A lot of scientists are on Twitter, so it's easy for us to connect, touch bases, talk about stuff, know what's going on, and I and I I can learn a whole field of scientists through like just following people on Twitter and be like, yeah, if, oh, I I any, if I want anything real time, I'm going to Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Twitter Twitter is where it's at. I guess we got to grow, grow the uh, Twitter page. Mm. Uh, y'all already know it'd be Reddit for me, man. Yeah. Is that can technically oh, yeah. considered? Oh, yeah. Still don't, I still don't. don't you have to subscribe to, to be a get, part of it? I gotta get hip to Reddit. I think I think there's a deep I can go on Reddit and explore. I, I gotta get hip to it. It's Seth, you gotta it's, have time. It's definitely one of those, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> one of those platforms that has a learning curve. But I, I tell you, once once you get adapted to it, I, I'm telling you, you'd be hooked. For nefarious yeah. reasons and education. <laughs> Dude, nefarious reasons. I got a buddy. I got a I got a buddy of mine who uh he was actually I don't know if it was for nefarious reasons or not. He was asking me, you know, have you have you ever used a VPN? You know how to get a VPN? I said, Oh uh, yeah. Mean, nah, not really. I was like, I mean, I know it's not hard to use a VPN, but I was like what you can do you is you can go to Reddit and go to the the dark web subreddit, and I guarantee you, there's probably a step by step guide on on how to get a VPN. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. people have to use those to navigate through the dark web and such. So yeah, they they got they advertise that on YouTube every every commercial well, VPNs Nordic VPN. You can sign up. Hey, you want to watch YouTube? No, you want to watch uh, Netflix and from London, but you're in Virginia. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. like accents, no, but I get it. I, need to, I definitely need to get on that uh, VPN. For Netflix purposes, we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, for the other end purposes, other end. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> but uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Q or Roy's not here. So anybody want to wrap it up? SP took a breath. It's on you. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. well, we thank y'all for listening. This is a uh, episode noventa e cuatro, so ninety four for my for my non Spanish listeners. I appreciate that, and uh, you know, continue to listen to the show. As we said, we got amazing content on IG, so definitely check out our IG page. Look at the story, like, hit us with them comments, cause you know we got we got to rock on them uh on them algorithms. That's the that's the thing popping in the streets from what I've been told is the comments. So leave a comment here, there. You see some great content. You see our videos. Take us, check us out. Got the YouTube popping. Check my man, Seth Trevor's out on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment. Hey, for real though, Seth actually has a video out about algorithms on you. Um, on Instagram. Oh, does he? Yeah. 
about three weeks ago. Something on, like that. on Instagram? Yeah, it was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, last week. Yeah. Last, last week. week. Yeah, I'm on it. Yeah, about that. Are you good? About the, you know, multi-posting all that. If you notice yeah. that, that, if you notice we posted the multi-post with the jersey names, that was because of you. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, okay. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, yeah. man, he knows what he's talking about, man. He told us he works with analytics and he's talking about algorithms. So I wouldn't second guess hey. it. But, um, Facts. Shout out to y'all. We out. Peace. All right. Peace.